I've missed you. <laughs> why do you tell me that? I just start laughing. I don't know why. Even 15 minutes feels like forever. And this is the first podcast, I believe, that I started. Usually you start talking and then I jump in and say, I'm Heather. That's Leslie. I'm talked out. I really, I was just telling you, I swear I got up at 4.30 in the morning yesterday and I spoke from probably 7.30 until 12.30 in the morning, nonstop. Why? I crashed today. Cocaine. I don't know. <laughs> I, no, I, I wasn't on anything. I don't know what got into me. I was saving animals. I get a win and I'm happy all day. So I read about this on Facebook. You work at an animal hospital and a beagle came in. A good Samaritan brought in a beagle. They found walking around um, one of the neighborhoods not too far from the hospital. He was vestibular, almost like having vertigo. Not quite the same, but your balance is off. And his head, he was so upside down. Hmm. His most comfortable position was with his head at almost like a complete 90 degree angle. I mean, he was almost looking at you upside down and that was his happy place. Why would he do that? Because he's so dizzy? There's something about that balance that causes that and they just can't right themselves. Hmm. You know how it's natural for our head to be straight up? Like for him, it, it had to be the other way, which is very scary looking and I'm sure he didn't feel well, but to anybody looking at him, it looks, I mean, he looked awful, but he did improve steadily. It was decided he really was well enough to leave the hospital, but not be in a shelter. And I didn't want him to be in a shelter. I don't think that would have been the right environment for him. So we found an awesome rescue, Useless Bay Sanctuary, contacted them. They were very willing to help. They stepped in. They put up lost dog posters. They helped coordinate with the shelters. And then the woman who I'd been directly dealing with was trying to find him a foster and just texted me, hey, I'm going to foster this dog myself. And they came in yesterday to pick him up. And it was really cool to watch them, though, when our technician was discharging They were so interested in learning and doing right by him and learning about his condition and the energy that they were just putting it. It was so selfless. They're all volunteers. They don't get paid. So he went home with them yesterday and I saw an update on him and it put me in such a good mood yesterday that I was like on an emotional win high just from helping save this dog all day. I have so many questions, but first I want to point out the fact that while you were telling this story, you removed your necklace. It was was, clinking. Oh, okay. It was clink. I was just like, is Leslie going to slip into something more comfortable? (laughs) Wait till you see what comes off next. Wait till you see my pink t-shirt. No, it was clinking like this, like this. And I was worried people would be able to hear it. And I didn't want to be distracting when I was talking, telling animal stories. You are heralding springtime (laughs) with your clinking and your pink top and your flower uh, headband. Heather and I went to dinner before we came here tonight because I am always (laughs) hungry. If food is not involved, it's a disappointing adventure for me. Is food... This is going to be a tough one, knowing you. Is food your favorite four-letter F word? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Food makes everything good. And you can put food with other four-letter words together. You can do those things. I could teach you. I mean, not not you. See, I always say you're hitting on me and I just hit on you. I mean, I could just tell you things you could do. Right. With food. With food. Awesome. And other four-letter words. So back to my questions. Um, so what was the treatment for this dog? I mean, 
what did you guys do for him or what is he supposed to have done to help him? I'm just curious from an animal owner and lover perspective. Uh, when he first got there, we make sure that he wasn't injured. Let's say, was this caused by something else? Did he have a trauma that caused this imbalance to happen or did he have an inner ear infection? There was no evidence of anything like that. Sometimes it's just old dog vestibular disease and mm. or some cognitive issues. With him, though, we hospitalized him. We gave him anti-nausea medication because of that dizziness. I can't even imagine what it feels like for your world to be turned upside down. Mm-hmm. It just makes me think of throwing the anchor down when you're drunk. Mm. You know, like you're laying in bed and you're okay sitting up. But when you lay back, the room starts spinning. Mm-hmm. But if you put one foot on the floor... You can at least balance yourself. I've never actually been in that position, but you've never thrown an anchor. No, uh, but oh, Heather, I, <laughs> I need to take you out one night. I I love that description. I was like, I I'm with you. I understand what you're talking about, even though I've not been there. Yeah, spins. Cool. So we gave him anti-nausea medication and a safe, quiet place to just recover, and he slowly improved. Um, each day he was able to write himself a little bit. Um, sit sternally or lay down sternally. Sternal means you're laying on your belly. And to the point where he really just needed a quiet environment. I mean, the hospital, just like a human hospital, you need to be there to get better, but it's not optimal. It's not peaceful. Mm -hmm. So you're being woken up. You know, it's bright in there. It's loud in there. There's other sick animals in there. It's much better to be in your own home with cozy blankets. And Mm -hmm. these people are going to dote on him and I didn't cry at all. And then last night I was talking to my friend about it. We had a celebratory evening, mm. which we, we can get into. I, I showed you the results of that. Oh, my gosh. Yes. We have to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, we sent him home and I held my tears in until I had a glass of wine last night. And I would, then I was recounting everything. And then it came out as I'm sitting at a bar with 50 other people in a restaurant who are all happy and I'm sitting there crying. See, this is your turn to talk today. So I feel bad because you gave me five stories. And then as now that I've gotten started, I'm like, well, I want to tell you about my night last night. Oh, let me tell you about my crazy neighbors. Oh, and see, that's what happens to me. So I should cut myself off. We have like plenty of time. <laughs> If you want to hear it. I read about your Beagle story on Facebook. Another story you may have seen on Facebook is one of those classic, hey, the cops are trying to arrest the wrong guy videos. Oh, that never happens. (laughs) What are you talking about? I don't know. Let me guess. This was not a white person that they mistook for the wrong person. Correct. Okay. I'm conflicted about these stories because... I can't imagine what it would be like to be a police officer, to have your life in danger, never know what you're walking into, have a weapon, not wanting to fire it or use it because it's a weapon and you're going to hurt people with it. But knowing you might have to someday, like knowing you might have to kill someone if they're running towards you. Like I have a lot of sympathy for a police officer. So there's that. But then I also recognize that there are a lot of injustices in the world. And part of that profession is making quick judgments based on something you see, uh, because you need to be aware of your circumstances and your surroundings. Sure. And so there is going to be a level of let's talk about the quick judgment that they made. Describe what happened to this Facebook video. Because this was not somebody's life was in danger of quick judgment. Correct. No. 
So there was a warrant out for someone's arrest. The cop had a photo of this person and they were driving around the vicinity where this person was supposedly seen, spotted. They see someone who they think looks like the person and they approach him and they ask him if he's this person and he says no and they say, show me some ID and then all hell breaks loose. Someone inside starts filming and yelling, it's not him. And then the guy is like, it's not me. And the police officer is like, show me your ID. And he's like, it's not me. Who are you trying to get? And they say the name and he's like, it's not me. And part of me is just like, dude, show him your ID. Just like be done with it. And the reason why I feel this way, I was walking out of a grocery store when I lived in Omaha, Nebraska, where not a lot happens in Omaha, Nebraska. It does to you. It's not You've the big had a city. few Omaha stories. I literally walked into this grocery store just to get Starbucks. There was a Starbucks inside the grocery store where there was never a very long line. So it was like my little hack. I'm walking out with my Starbucks and behind me, I hear yelling. And I don't remember the person's name. Let's say Monica. And I hear this yelling. It's like, Monica, Monica, Monica. And I like casually look back and I see a cop with a weapon drawn running towards me yelling, Monica. And I start to back away thinking someone Monica's is by you and yeah. he's going to pass you. You're like, let me get out of the line of fire. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, crap. Let me get out of the way of this. But then he starts coming towards me and I realize that there's another cop on the other side of me running towards me. Monica, get down on the ground, down on the ground. And I'm like, me? Like, I look over like, what? (laughs) And so I just like slowly go my knees to the ground. Like I put my Starbucks drink down. Like I put my little satchel purse down (laughs) and they're like all the way down, all the way down, head to the ground. Like, and I'm like, I'm not Monica. Okay, Monica. (laughs) My name is Heather. Were you scared? I was, but see you and we can get more into the story, but You weren't terrified at that moment that they may possibly shoot you. Correct. Because why do you think that is? Because I wasn't resisting. I also think it's because you're a white girl. Maybe. I I, mean, I'm not. I think so. Who is this Monica? What did she do? The whole time I'm trying to explain that I'm not her and they're just kind of patronizing me. I'm like, I'm not Monica. Right, Monica. What were you doing inside the grocery store today, Monica? I'm Heather. I'm a radio DJ. I work at this (laughs) radio station. Right. Like, my ID is in my purse, which is right there. And then one of the police officers says to the other one, can you reach it? And then I thought they were talking to me. So I reach out, not you. We'll get it. Like, then they, like, yell at me. Monica. That's when I got scared. Because, like, when they're, like, One said to the other, can you reach it? And I thought they were talking to me and I go to reach for it. And then they they flipped out and then I flipped out. They look at my ID. They realize that I am who I say I am. And then, boom, all of a sudden it was like a light switch. Like what did Monica do? Shoplift (laughs) at the grocery store? Yeah. So then they felt really bad. Obviously, now they realize why I was so confused and I wasn't resisting. Like, I wasn't walking away from them. I just didn't think they were yelling at me. Apparently, this person, Monica, was wanted for Grand Theft Auto. She was stealing cars. And one of the cars was parked 
at that grocery store for a long period of time that she had stolen. And someone in the grocery store saw me and thought that it was her. So they called the police. Grand Theft Auto. That's a cool thing to be. At least it was a a good thing to be mistaken for and not like, I mean, stealing like spam. The whole thing was just weird. I mean, I was almost to my car, which was like a 10 year old Volkswagen Beetle. I mean, it was like I had the least nice car in that parking lot. And I think this is a really deep, interesting topic that can cause a lot of controversy and people agree or not agree. But I, if it were me, yes, I would have said, just look at my ID. But unfortunately, I think with what's going on in this country, and if you watch this Facebook clip, you don't have to show your ID. And as a black man who this person was, who was mistaken with dreads, who was like in the front yard with his kids and they just pull up. The person they were looking for was not even from the same area. Like there was confusion that it didn't even make sense. I can understand when you're continually questioned or being harassed like that to be like, no, I'm not giving you my ID. I'm in my front yard. That's like saying because I'm a white girl with a bun, like, (laughs) does that mean I look like all other white girls who wear their hair up? Fortunately, I've never been in the position where I've had that fear, but I don't think we can necessarily understand what that feeling is like because we've never been in that position. Like you and the police officers had a big laugh over it, I'm sure, to a point afterwards. That was not what happened at the end of this video. They felt bad. I felt happy that I wasn't on the ground anymore. That you weren't Monica. Yeah. I haven't thought about this moment in years because, I mean, this was... 10 years ago that this happened and it was crazy and I were just a young whippersnapper (laughs) I went into work with my Starbucks like I can't believe I didn't drop my Starbucks on the ground no I know you would never do that (laughs) yeah you have priorities because I am a basic white girl who comes out with their Starbucks (laughs) and their sunglasses and their little satchel towards the Volkswagen Beetle I I look like every other white girl (laughs) yeah (laughs) see okay well at least they were apologetic (laughs) That's crazy. I had a rush from it, but then I think they legitimately felt bad. And I think they were a little bit scared when they realized that I'm a radio DJ, like as they should be. I mean, you could talk about it and it's kind of not right what they did. It's weird, too, with cops. This is why I'll never date a cop. People have tried to set me up with cops so many times, but I feel like every cop I've ever met and this is not. If there's a police officer listening, this does not affect my opinion of you in any other way. But in the dating realm, why I couldn't date you is because I see cops switch like a light switch, go from casual and fun to weapons, like human weapons, like serious and scary. And I don't think I could be intimate with someone that that I know is capable of just la 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 playing with the dog get on the ground. I know it wouldn't be directed at me, but just knowing it's possible. Sometimes it is. I'm telling you, you need to watch more Dateline (laughs) and Lifetime because those stories are on all the time. Like cops do, not all of them. And I, I have friends that are police officers, firefighters, first responders, paramedics. Um, everybody I know in that world are very, very good people. And I know they would have my back and I feel safe around them and they're kind. I, <laughs> I'm i thinking of a story. 
involving a police officer, which is hysterical and has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I'm thinking of a story too, another story. So I think you should tell yours and then I'll tell mine. Okay. There's this, <laughs> I just thinking about it makes me laugh. Okay. So I used to manage a store in Baltimore. It was a Wilson's Leather. I loved Wilson's Leather Outlets. We used to go to the Wilson's Leather Outlet in the Potomac. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, it was like, oh, what was it called? Not Sawgrass. No, Sawgrass Mills is in Florida, it but is, something like that. Yes, and it's yeah. so crazy that you bring this up. I did not manage the outlet. I worked at the real store. Um, it was at Owings Mills Mall in Baltimore. And the mall, by the time I was managing the store, was somewhat questionable, not super safe. The mall was starting to turn into mostly sneaker stores and cell phone stores Mm. and pager stores. I mean, this was back in, I think, like 2000, somewhere 2001. But there was a police officer. I don't know if the mall was just part of his route or he he was there all the time. Let's call him Donald. It just fits. But that was not his name. (laughs) And he was... Not ugly, not my type, but not ugly, but he, he liked me, which is fine. If you work at a mall and you work at the leather store in the mall, you want the police to know who you are and to like you. Cause that was a big thing. We had a really high theft rate oh. at our store. So when I took over that store, we had 30% loss wow. between people shoplifting and our own employees stealing from us. You know what I thought you were going to say that the vegans would come throw blood at you. So that's why you needed the police there. no. So Donald would come in every day, but the first time I met him, he's a big guy. He's <laughs> not not heavy, but big, you know, like you like could how be intimidated. Tall was he? He's probably like six two. Okay. And he comes in and one of the girls introduces us and he, he said, Oh, are you the new store manager? But he says it like this, Oh hi, my name's Donald. Are you the new store manager? His his voice was like Mike. Tyson. Oh. Really high pitched and did not fit with the Mm. face and the body. It was like he had sucked on a helium balloon. That is unfortunate. You know, I think that about Scarlett Johansson's voice sometimes. Do you? It's very husky. Yes. It doesn't fit the face for her. I Yeah, because like I'll forget what she sounds like. She's not in that many movies. Like, so she'll take a break for like a couple years. Yeah. And then I'm like, whoa, it hits me all again. Like Mount Rainier. I forget how big right. it is until it's a clear <laughs> until day. you see it. Yeah. This gets better. And so this is why you can't be intimidated by all police officers. And then we became friendly because he would always do his rounds and check on me. And I enjoy talking to him. Then he tells me he has a cat, which is wonderful. Yeah, I like when men have cats. They love their cats. But he used to walk his cat on a harness around his neighborhood. An adventure cat. That's what they're called. I I feel like this was more weird. Like, I feel like you and I talked about fetishes last time. Like, something (laughs) had it with the voice and the walking the cat around the neighborhood. And he's a cop at the mall. Like, I I mean, (laughs) it was way too much. This is me. And he wanted to go. I I did go out with him. One time, it was like, (gasps) it was a pity date. I did. Donald and I went out one time on a pity date. And I, that was it. I have to know, did... Did Donald get to any of the bases? No, 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 no. I was just kind and I felt a little, I don't know. He seemed a little lonely and he was nice. And you never know if maybe you just give somebody the chance and you get to know them outside of that environment, if it'll get better. But even me, the cat walking at that time was a little far-fetched, but I could get past that. I could not get past the high-pitched voice. The voice, yes. 
Well, now that I think this was many years ago. So this was before Adventure Cats became a thing on Instagram. I mean, I guess you could say he was ahead of his time. (laughs) But I I don't know. Spit out my phone. That was so funny. I just thought he was a little weird. But I appreciated having him because I made bonuses off of reducing the amount of theft and loss we have. And I think I've told you this, like I discovered all the tricks with people stealing. Huh? I will never forget this. I chased a woman out of our store. It was around the holiday time. They would put on maternity tights and a really big dress over it. And they would come in and sometimes somebody would come in beforehand and prep the coats. So take our sensors off and they would leave some type of marker, like maybe a single penny or something under a rack. So if you've ever seen that in the store, sometimes that's a tell. Oh, and they wow. would know to go to that rack then because then those people would leave. New people would come in and stuff it into their pantyhose. Like so, in the middle of everything? If it's busy, you can't always catch everything. Wow. And I mean, thieves are good. If they're yeah. well versed, they're very good. And for a long time, the other management either didn't pay attention or was in cahoots or let them get away with it and just mm. didn't care. I was not having it. So when that happened with that woman, she had stuffed something like six or seven leather coats on her body or her pantyhose and some under her dress. And like one was like hanging by its sleeve beneath her bra. She I mean, she was a larger woman. So another customer came and said, look, this woman's stealing from you. I just want you to know. And there's a lot of laws around that. You can't just go accuse somebody and and check them. So she kind of caught on to this and I think I approached her, which made them uncomfortable and she started to leave. There was literally a sleeve, I could see it, like hanging out of her dress. Mm. I'm like, oh, hell no. So (laughs) she takes off running. I take off running after her in the middle of the mall and I'm screaming, call security, call security, because I think maybe cop Donald will come running because he was there that day. Um. And the other security would come and we're running through the food court and I caught up to her and I grabbed the, just the sleeve that was hanging out of the bottom of her coat and I pulled it and like four coats fell out. And she continued to run through the parking lot as I'm gathering the coats. And by that time, Cop Donald and the other security people had caught up and they chased her. So she was arrested. I prosecuted her and we recovered <laughs> six jackets from her. That was like thousands of dollars worth of merchandise. So it was adventure. Adventure Leslie. Can't believe you didn't lead with this story. It's amazing. Oh, I chased all kinds of... Some girl I chased out of our store who stole from us. And I kind of followed her around the mall. Like she was younger. So I was a little bit more afraid of her. She had just bought a pair of really big Nine West boots. Mm. So she had this big box. Mm -hmm. And I knew she had the coat on her. And I confronted her and she took the box and like slammed me with it. Oh, my gosh. And I continued to chase her, too, and called security, and we caught her, too. I reduced that loss by the time I left from 30% to 3%. Wow. Everybody asked what my favorite job was, and I will have to tell you, it was not glamorous. But being a manager of that store was one of my favorite jobs ever. It was a little bit of everything. You were a superhero. It was adventure. I could be a teacher and a mentor, like, to the girls that worked there, and I appreciated them. That gave me, like, a high. I think I'd be a good cop, honestly. I think to myself sometimes, and I thought about it today because I was at an animal event. I'm shocked by that. (laughs) I I probably go to 30 animal related fairs or events per year. So I was at one today and I was hearing a story about an animal control officer that wasn't a very nice story. And I'm not going to repeat it. 
Um, but I thought to myself, I could be a really good animal control officer. And animal control officers around here make good money. I mean, they make more money than I make right now. And they have really great benefits. And I have thought before, if I ever find myself out of a job, which happens in media all the time, I might proactively just go talk to one of those places that I'm already friends with and say, let's do it. Let's sign me up to be an animal control officer. Like, let's get the training started. Just because I know that. I think it's a really hard job. Emotionally. Emotionally, it would be hard for me. Yeah. But I could remind myself that I'm one of those people that like loves animals. And we all know that I have a gun, so I'm not afraid to carry the gun. Although animal control officers don't carry guns. They carry tasers. Yeah, and spray. 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 No guns for them, though, which I find weird because you're going to people's houses Animal abusers, different types of training. I don't. Yeah. I they'd have to be trained like police officers, which even not all police officers should be carrying a gun. That's true. I feel like animal abusers are also the people who sell drugs out of their house, who might have stolen guns. Like, there's a lot of potential connections. So, you're thinking of all the good that you can do at the end of the day as being an animal control officer. Yes. Let me tell you something. How much animal control harasses me on a regular basis. I'd say once every three months because I have a dog and I have horrible, terrible, miserable, mean, nasty neighbors. I could be your homeboy cop. And if I became an animal control officer, I could show up at their I could pay. house. Oh, I could pay you. I, I'll like slide you a I couple bills. I could show up at their house. A couple and be Benjamins. Like, I have better things to do. <laughs> Then deal with a few woofs from your neighbor. So that's what needs to happen in here. So my neighbors at least once every three months report me for my dog barking. I have an 11 year old dog with separation anxiety who's half deaf and probably has somewhat senior canine cognitive disorder. Is she barks. this what she sounds like? <sighs> yeah. It's like it's bad. It's bad. <sighs> Yes, it's loud and it's obnoxious. It is. And I feel extremely bad about it. I really do. But every time I get these notices in the mail, I have to call the Seattle Animal Shelter and we do the same thing every time. And this time I had to pull the do you know who I am card. I go through the whole thing with her. I'm like, yes, I know the dog barks occasionally. I said, if my dog is home by herself 3% of the time, I consider that to be a lot. She comes to work with me most days. I take her in the car when I run errands as long as it's not too hot. She is on fluoxetine. She's on sedatives when I leave. She gets at least a two-mile walk every day. We do enrichment activities. She has Kongs that she uses. She has food puzzles. If you name it, I've done it for this dog. She eats out of a food maze. CBD, you name it. Because they sent me a notice this time, how to work with your dog that's barking. And I finally am like, this is not my first rodeo, lady. It's so patronizing. It's so patronizing. Uh And I said, I do animal rescue basically for a living. I am a veterinary technician. I've been an ER technician. I've been an internal medicine technician. I volunteer. I'm on a board that that supports technicians that travel to other countries and to the fires and tornadoes or whatever, floods, whatever's going on to help people. I go to Mexico and do spay and neuter. Do you know who I am? I'm like the queen of animals. 
get off my back. <laughs> this is the definition of it's them, not you. Well, and I had, and that's what I said. She goes, have you tried to talk to your neighbors? So then I, I had explained to her, yes. And I get the stare down. They've blocked me physically. They've stood in the way of my car and stared me down. So I can't drive down the driveway. I actually, when I heard her barking the other night, my other kind neighbor told me about it. So I try to approach the mean neighbor. She turned around, put her hands on her hips, stared me down. And all I wanted to do was apologize and say, I heard she was barking. My Oh, that's another thing. I have a camera so I can interact with her. And I said, let me, um, something was wrong with my camera, but I fixed it. I'm sorry for disturbing you. I didn't even get that far. I got to, oh, so an animal control really hasn't done me any big favors. I haven't gotten fined yet because luckily it's because the dog is never alone. It's every three months. And as long as I don't get two complaints, then it's okay. However, but now, what if what if there's a complaint right now while we're well here? then I then they make personal contact with me to talk about the situation okay and then they have to send the people out if there's another complaint an affidavit for a formal thing but they can never take my dog away so not to sound like a brat but I'll pay your hundred dollar fees I'm not moving I'm gonna stay until they die just to make them miserable or or record my dog beyond when I live there and just play it. Um, so the thing that really, really makes me mad about this, I've done animal control ride alongs for my, have you ever done a ride along? No, I, it's very not with animal. No, I won't do it. It'll it's, upset me. I'm too sensitive. Whatever you have seen on TV. It's nothing. It's, it's worse. Nothing compared to the, because I'm convinced that the people that are really doing the horrible stuff don't sign the waivers to be filmed on TV. The last ride along I did. The stench, I couldn't be standing in the driveway of the house. It was so bad. There was feces and urine all over the walls, top to bottom. The room that the animals were in had six inches of random trash on the floor. There were probably 30 animals in cages stacked on top of each yeah, other hoarding. in yeah. a room that was probably 10 by 10 with no windows, uh, one lamp with the lights off locked in this kind of storage room. Nobody had food or water. And when we went in there, the reason why they couldn't do anything right then was because no animals were bleeding. No animals were passed out. Nobody was emaciated. So even if they hadn't gotten food or water or had the light turned on or been let out of their cages in a day, they're not dying. So they can't do anything. They're being tortured in there. I was crying like the whole time because I couldn't believe it. But it's like I am so angry that your neighbors are wasting the time of animal control who has to go to this hoarder house 15 times with citations before they can actually pull animals. And I agree. And guess what? My dog rescued from a hoarder. So yeah, she's got some problems because she was one of those dogs in those cages. Yeah. When I got her, she, her white fur, she's a beagle, all the white had urine scald. Yeah. So she was yellow. It took me six months to get out. She doesn't resource guard now, but she didn't have food. Food didn't even motivate her then because she was trying to survive. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry that, you know, Joe Schmo next door, jerks. And by the way, the night she was barking, I was working. It was for work. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I was out drinking till 2 a.m. I was working and I, I was home by 1030. Even if you were out drinking, like chill out, people. Do you want to know my revenge on my neighbors? What I do now? Yes. <laughs> 
This is, I get like this little giggle because it's just my little things. Do you play New Kids on the Block at three o'clock in the morning? I have put it on in my bathroom. I'm not going to lie, late and loud, and I'll sing with it too. Like, and it's like the new, it's not even the old versions that they would know. It's just really new music that they wouldn't even recognize. And I'm like, I like the remix, baby. And then I have done that at 1.30. But no, that's not my total revenge. This is another step of crazy. My neighbors, we share a wall. You know, we all share this small driveway space. Well, like leaves come down. All right. Leaves and flowers. And they have this ugly tree that they let die. It's like in front of their house. It should be in their yard where it gets sun. And then it just all the leaves fall off and die. And where do you think the wind blows it? Right into my area. Well, sometimes leaves fall in their area. They open up their front door and they take a huge industrial leaf blower. Where do you think it goes when that happens? It blows into my area. So I have all the mess because I'm not busy. I have nothing better to do than sweep up all the crap that they blew over on me, right? So this has gone on for years. And I'm like, I'm just going to let it go because the dog barks and it annoys them. So fine, let them have their win, right? So I'm done. So I hear the leaf blower. And now I go out every night once they go to sleep, 9, 930. And I sweep up all the leaves and all the dust they put in. And I dump it right back in front of their door. And then two days later, they blow it right back. And I sweep it all back up. And I put it right there. I'm like, you don't know me. I am tenacious and relentless. I'll play this game with you. I'll play for years. (laughs) But it's my little revenge because they're nuts. So I have so many questions about these people. Yes. Did you live there first or did they live there first? So these were new townhomes. Um, oh. We probably lived there a month before they did. Okay. So it, you guys moved in like at the same time. Yeah. We were okay for the first year and then we've had problems ever since one of my dogs passed away and the other one had a hard time and they were more vocal. I've had problems with him ever since. Here's the other issue. These people do not leave their home. I mean, they're two teachers. No, they're teachers, but they have like, I've seen one friend come to visit them in the 10 years that I've lived in this house. Like you would think I live like in a crack house or something. Like people are always coming in and out of my house, hanging out. I come in drunk with people. I leave. Like I have parties. I mean, I have friends. They come over. I interact with people. They do not leave. So, yes, they're going to hear my dog bark because they are home 98% of the time. Mm. Hanging out, watching TV on the computer. I don't know what they do, but they're miserable, mean people. It's so funny because then I have the direct opposite of neighbors who... Mm are so kind and they have two little girls and little girls run to my window to see if like the dog is sitting on the steps and they say, we we should go see if Chewy needs us. We should go check on her. And they take her to the park and they babysit her and in turn, I babysit for them with their kids. Like that's what neighbors do. Oh, you're struggling. How can I help to make the situation better? And then maybe you can help me. Mm -hmm. So that's my neighbor's rant. You have no words. You don't even know. You're disgusted. I'm so, yes, I'm so angry at these people. As we're talking. Oh, no. I get an alert from my Furbo. Your dog is barking. Would you like to see what's going on? Yes. (laughs) That was great timing. Furbo. Furbo, do you want to... Sponsor this podcast. Yes, you should. Furbo, the Furbo's been amazing. Oh, somehow my camera, I think, was knocked over. And that is how a podcast advertisement should be, by the way. I was listening to that murder. What is that murder podcast you like? Oh, I do like it. My favorite murder. So they do this commercial for like 
gummy, yummy, gummy bears for your hair. And it is the most annoying commercial that yeah, but I they get. People are like actually paying lots of money, I think, to advertise on there. Understand. But I don't want to buy these hairy gummy bear are you talking about the hair dye that they no. were talking about? They're like hair bear, gummy bear, vitamins, and they just... And I'm like, shut up with your script. Advertising yeah. should be product placement. I mean, we both understand that. I think that it's a podcast, but there's definitely more of a radio element to that it's, show. I know. You're not a fan like I am. They swear too much. and They swear a lot. Their commercials are so commercially. I just can't stand it. Yeah. As someone in the business, that's why people don't like commercials, because they feel like they're just pushed on no, them. The Furbo has honestly been good, and it gave me an alert just now. I think she must have just had a moment. but Can you hear She's it? quiet now. Audio? Yeah. Can she hear you? Yeah, but I don't want to talk to don't her talk now. Don't talk to her. Is but that see, the that's, music? That's the music. She's listening to smooth jazz. Here. Can you hear? It no, like this is me. Yeah, it's because I'm gonna it hold you now. The cat and the dog listen to blues while I'm gone. I raise classy animals. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it goes in my house. I don't know if she's barking, though. I don't hear her. Are we okay? No, I keep getting barking alerts, which means we're going to have to wrap, wrap up, up here soon. Okay. <laughs> I got I to go home. I feel like the little kid from Jerry Maguire. My mom's coming. I got to go to sleep. <laughs> She's definitely howling. Okay. It sounded like this. Oh, that is that's so what she cute. Does. It's like Scooby-Doo. We're done. We're out. Yeah. Good night. How quickly can you get home? Is that, are we able to end this? Ooh. Like, was that a bad way to end it? No, it's good. I mean, it's just going to end, I feel like. We're good. We'll talk to you next time. Oh, hi, bye. I'm Leslie. It's Heather. (laughs) (laughs) We're out.